need some motivation on your Chinese business endeavor, may be curious about what the Chinese business environment is all about, or want to laugh out loud listening to war stories on the ground in China, then this is your show, China Business Cast, and your host, Michael Michelini. Hope everybody listening today, both inside and outside of China, is having a fantastic day. I am enjoying a great one myself. So today, we're going to try a new format, and I think it's going to be a bit of a fun one for you guys to listen to. We have some questions from listeners and people around the internet that have been sending me messages over over the past couple of months, and I brought along my friend Adrian Bai to the show today. He and I have gotten to know each other quite well over the past eight months as he's relocated right into central China. So he and I will read out some questions and try our best to answer them. So I hope you guys enjoy this, and let's just dive right in. Okay, thank you everybody for tuning in to a China Business Cast. This is the first try with our Q&A series. We have with us Adrian Bai. Thanks for being here, Adrian. Thanks for having me uh, uh, to assist on the call. Yes, yeah, so ho- hopefully this will be a regular thing. Uh, you know, I, I like the idea of taking some questions and from from listeners and around the web and about what they're asking us and and try our best to, to give them some answers. So, so uh, maybe quickly, you want to give us some introduction of you, Adrian? Sure. I'm originally from Australia. I now live in central China. I live beside Wudang Mountain in Hubei province. Wudang Mountain is the sacred mountain of Chinese Taoism. And I have an internet connection in in the place where I'm living and um, I can usually get to the internet fairly well. I've lived in the Caribbean for 10 years. And so I'm pretty used to working in an offshore environment and dealing with the, 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 the entertaining things that third world countries bring us. And I've been doing internet marketing since 2001. I don't speak Chinese, but you know, I'm, I'm certainly living in central China. I'm really exposed to it all. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been, it's been great. We've been in touch since your early stages of moving to China and uh, I'm glad to have you on, on with us. So it's going to be fun. Yeah, you and you helped me a lot. So and that's actually ties into our first question. So uh, yeah, I, I want to publicly thank you for your help with uh, oh. moving here. I would have everything would have fallen apart, I think, without your help. So thank you. Uh, it's uh, it's, I love I love doing it. Right. So I'm glad I helped. So yeah, like, like you said, this is our first question, and I think it's it is related to to our uh, how we got to know each other. Is so this is from Berman in Miami, Florida, and he sent an email that uh, I plan to make my first trip to China late this summer and want to know if you can recommend Chinese translator for hire. Thanks in advance. Yeah, so for me, I'd been to China before and I knew that this was going to be an issue um, because once you're here, you can't get around, right? If you don't speak the language, you can't even catch a taxi uh, because the taxi drivers don't speak the language. And so I knew I needed at least one translator. I was actually even looking at hire a couple. What I found when I started to do this was looking online was that the the ones that I was finding on Odesk or now called Upwork were charging something like $16 an hour plus. uh, And they weren't always that good. In fact, one I hired for a while um, tried to steal from me by putting in hours that she didn't actually work um and so i asked mike i was like dude can you help me with this and he introduced me to cindy cindy has on her profile on uh 
I think it's Facebook or on Skype or somewhere. It, it says saving lives. That's <laughs> her, her bio. And I think that's correct. And I got I can tell you some stories and I, I will in a minute, but uh, Cindy was absolutely fantastic uh, and made my crash landing in China uh, sane because she helped protect me and uh, help me navigate so many issues. It was absolutely incredible. Uh, you've known Cindy for a long time, right? Yeah, for years. We met on Sino Weibo, actually. And she lives down here in Shenzhen with, with me. And yeah, she's really a very, has a really good heart. She's originally from Wenzhou City in uh, Zhejiang province. And uh, yeah, I mean, she's done a lot of working with international business for import-export, and, and she uh, she kind of know, knows the Western uh, thinking and, and uh, expectations and is really good at communi- communication, I think, and, and she gets stuff done. So it's definitely an amazing person. So, so yeah, I mean, of course, Cindy is somebody we should recommend. Uh, she's pretty busy. Of course, I don't know if she could take a, a too many clients, but... Uh, but yeah, we I uh, we try to I try to help you know find more people like Cindy and uh, it's true right that Upwork is is I also had the same experience because I actually do use uh, I still like to call it Odesk but uh, I still like I like to use that for a lot of projects online personally but uh, it's still not seemingly perfect in China I think it's also the payment the payment thing because. Uh, I think it still only does like Western or PayPal payments. So uh... they can use it, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's not as good. And so actually, what I've been, I'm also, I can tell you, I'm in a, I'm in an unusual situation because uh, because I'm in Central China, where uh, 99% of people don't speak English. I I can't, I, I have to have an assistant around to get anything done. But I'm in a very little town, and there's like there's you know there's the tiers of the cities, right? So Beijing and Shanghai are tier one cities. What would Shenzhen be like? A tier three city? I think it's tier two. It's I think it's the fourth now after Beijing, Shanghai, Guangzhou, and then Shenzhen. So I think it's like top tier two. Yeah. So mine would be like where I'm living now would be like a tier ten city if that even exists. (laughs) Um, there's like 60 to 80,000 people here. I mean, walking around the streets, uh, this is where little kids, they don't wear nappies here. So they, they just, the parents hold them up and they poop on the, on the street. I mean, I've even seen them doing that in the, in the supermarket. Um, but so one of the issues where I am is is hiring a, a, a local assistant here is actually quite difficult because there aren't that many people locally that speak English. What I have found, however, is that on the site 58.com, which is the Chinese version of Craigslist, you can hire a, a basically unlimited numbers of assistants that speak reasonably good English from the bigger cities. So nearer to me is a, is a city called Xi'an, S-H-I-Y-A-N. I am not talking about the other Xi'an, which is X-I-A-N, and I... The names are pronounced differently. Yeah. I, I don't Xi'an. know how to do it. <laughs> Xi'an. Yeah, Xi is west and An is like safe, safety. Okay. So, yeah, it's, Xi'an is west, uh, west safe place. <laughs> yeah, so you, as a listener, you're probably far more likely to go to X-I-A-N. Uh, that's where the terracotta warriors are than the, than yeah, the Xi'an, Xi'an that's Xi'an an hour warriors. away from me. However, this is a city, Xi'an is, it would probably be, I don't know, a tier four or a tier five city. There's something like three million people there, I think. So it's, you know, it's still pretty small by China standards, but I can get a lot of English speaking assistance from there. So if you, if you, so this is another way, you, now you can only post in 58.com 
in Chinese, and actually it also restricts you to the city that you're po- or the region that you're in. So you probably need to have someone locally, like here in Hubei province, if you want to hire in Hubei, then that's how you'd have to do it. But that's at least another. You can you can get a, a fairly large quantity of English speaking assistance, and they the rates will be quite low if you do it that way. The other thing is that they are absolutely ex- love working with foreigners, and so. For you as a foreigner, that if you find the right person, it's it's a real prize for them to have the opportunity to work with you. I think that may not apply in the tier one and tier two cities, but out here in the in the tier ten cities where <laughs> where I am, that's actually quite a big deal. True. Yeah. I mean, I guess of course there's these job there's these job sites like fifty eight dot com, which I think is like Craigslist style, right? Like classified ad kind of site. Right. And right. then there's fifty one job which is all Chinese too. And, uh, I know a lot of people, that's kind of like the, one of the most popular, I think there's China HR.com, which is, I believe monster.com has a joint venture with them. If I'm correct on that, don't want to be quoted, but, uh, that's another big one that's everywhere. Uh, but you know, sometimes the issue with these sites is it's just too much volume. Like, I don't, I don't know. You got to filter through a lot of volume because sometimes there's, I guess these uh, job hunters are just mass applying to everything. Um, I haven't found it too terrible. What's been happening, and I, I mean, I'm not very efficient with it, but the leads come in, I get some messages either in email or to my cell phone. Um, and I, I like, because I'm not writing the ads, you know, I haven't tried to do it in a very organized way, but basically I can let it run for a few days and get 10 or 15 leads. And then I can send them all a text message and and I just write to them in English and say, hey, if you are interested in a job, come and talk to me. And then the ones that are serious will then come back to me. And then I then add them on WeChat and 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 so on. Now, if you're not in China, you can still get WeChat, so you can do that part. I don't know how you do the, the text messaging part, but my guess is you could probably have them reply to email and start them off on email. Although, of course, China is the mobile country and not the email country. Yeah, they skipped email, I think, here. <laughs> yeah. So, but also that's a kind of a good test, right? Because the ones that you want to have as your assistant, they need to have some comprehension of how things work in the West. And if they're not even able, or if they're not even very good with email, like there's a lot of people out here that only check email once a month. Uh, if they're someone like that, they're probably not the right person to be your assistant. Yeah, totally agree. Okay. Any other things we should add, do you think, for, for this question? For payments, how to get money to them. If you're coming from the outside, that's going to be harder. But I can tell you one thing that's been a breakthrough for me. So I'm going to assume that you've got a Chinese bank account. So a big breakthrough for me for payments is using WeChat. WeChat Wallet is the payments network for WeChat. And it basically lets you send money to other people who are on on WeChat, which is the same as... uh, WhatsApp? WhatsApp, yeah, WhatsApp. So it's the Chinese version of that. And... It lets you do transfers of, you know, I think almost any amount of money to people very easily. And the advantage is it's, it is a little bit hard to get set up because I, when I was setting it up, there's some bugs that required you to convert it in the, the app into Chinese, enable wallet, and then convert it back into English, and then it would all mysteriously work. It actually didn't work without that. But once you do have it working, you can send money in English very quickly and very easily. And so I've, I've sent as little as one RMB to people, but I've also paid my rent one year in advance through it. And so WeChat payments works really, really great. The online banking in China tends to be all in Chinese and can be hard to use, whereas WeChat makes life very easy. So in terms of paying your virtual assistant, I would strongly recommend 
WeChat wallet if you can get that working. True. Yeah, it is pretty amazing. Actually, like uh, I was speaking at an event over the weekend and I brought some of my books, <laughs> those uh, Destination China books I printed out and after I sold them and people didn't have change or cash and I was receiving WeChat money like on my phone and then giving them a book. It was awesome, actually. And it's really fast. People just add you as a friend and then they go to a mobile wallet and then they send and then you you get a message to confirm. You click confirm and then it's in your WeChat bank. So it's uh, it's definitely pretty awesome. And then, of course, you can withdraw that money. It's a little bit like PayPal. You just withdraw it to your bank account. And so you can withdraw it or you can keep it as a as a balance within the system. And then you connect. You, obviously, you connect your bank accounts just like you would with PayPal. And uh, it's a bit of a hassle to set it up. But once it's set up, uh, life's really quite easy. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And it's I still can't believe you paid a year up front for your apartment. But <laughs> I guess it can take any, any volume of money. I don't usually send big money, but... Uh, I guess it can handle it if if you if you wanted to, right? So yeah, I mean it was, um, yeah, I mean that I, I've just I prefer using it to I, I've actually I don't use my uh, China Merchants Bank I, I don't use the online banking anymore because it's just such a hassle because I have to do it all in Chinese. WeChat lets me stay doing it all in English, and so for I mean. Uh, just uh, I'm, I'm sending a package right now to the U.S. and uh, there's been some problems. The amount was supposed to be 300 RMB to send it. The package has been shipped to Shanghai and my assistants come back and told me that the shipping company realized that they didn't charge enough and they need an extra 95 RMB to ship it to the U.S. So <laughs> it was something like that. And so... I, 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 so I sent her the 95 RMB by WeChat, and then she then sent it on with Alipay onto the company. They've actually come back again today and said they need another 60 RMB to send it because there were some problems with customs. And so I've then gone and sent her another 60 RMB so that it, it gets shipped. But so I, I don't have to go and see her and talk to her and all of this stuff. She's just letting me know on, on WeChat what's going on, and she's taking care of the back and forth. You know, am I excited about sending you know an extra? 150 RMB to, to send this package. No, but you know, it's this is the, these are the sorts of things that happen, and you, you're going to lose more time by having it sent back and then reshipping it than you would by just by dealing with it. So um, yeah, it, WeChat just makes that stuff very easy in, in working with your assistant. So WeChat, the app is highly recommended, as is the uh, wallet. Definitely. Okay. So hopefully, it gives some people some ideas for finding an assistant here in China, and uh, I guess. I guess if they want to find, if they want us to help them find someone here, uh, I guess they can send us an email and we'll we'll see if we can connect them up with the right person. Adrian, what do you think? Yeah, you can take that. And also, I mean, more importantly, but you know, certainly um, that we can help with. But more importantly, um, questions like this that you want to know about, please send those in. And um, Michael, put the, the email address or however you can contact us for for questions so that we can answer other questions on China stuff. Okay, great. And we have one more question today, right? So let's let's go to that one. All right. It's it's a few questions from one person, which I guess we can accept because you know we we want to hear from everybody. So he this is from Steve in Colorado, and he says, "How to best market or advertise both the website and the app to get any quote unquote play in China? There seems to be no Facebook." And Weibo is all in Chinese. How do American companies push their products, question mark, a partner in China? Uh, if there is no way for us to quote-unquote cooperate, as you mentioned, I'm anxious to hear your thoughts and believe 
uh, he has a library of videos that he's trying to uh, to market. So he sends sends us a link to his videos. Thanks again. Which are on, which are on YouTube. Which are on YouTube. <laughs> That's really <laughs> funny, right? Uh, and I look forward to hearing from from you. Well, do you want to do you want to start on that one? Sure. Um, I guess basically China is its own world in every kind of dimension. I think, right? Like uh, both uh, physically and in the internet. So. You know, I think you have to adapt to the way China does business if you want to tap into the market here. So, unfortunately, there's no cheap way to do this. There's no, like, you know, you can't, that I know of, that you can just plug in and and start getting money from Chinese buyers. So, I think uh, you're going to have to find someone that that knows how to uh, speak Chinese and type Chinese to localize your information and to... Chinese language. Maybe you don't have to invest a hundred percent into all all of your products and services, but maybe at least make a, a simple one page brochure that could be put into a website and 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 get someone to help you set up your uh, social media accounts. And then um, yeah, of course, Facebook's blocked here. I, I guess it's I'm used to that it happened in two thousand nine. So basically, like every Western as is, as is YouTube. Yeah, basically anything that's social media that's not in Ch- not made in China is not accessible here and uh so you just basically have to play by the rules here and uh nobody has except foreigners you know nobody else really bothers to get around the uh the blocking so if you want chinese real chinese people to see it you got to basically be on Weibo and there's WeChat we talked about earlier and and all these platforms so yeah, it's a big question. It's a huge question. So he's also talking about a Chinese partner. Whether a Chinese partner, I think the word partner is a pretty open-ended question. That could be, I think you need somebody here that's on your side, whether it's a consultant or a uh, service provider or an equity partner or at least a, like a Chinese assistant, which we had just talked about, at least a Chinese assistant. But somebody has to be in I believe in China to, to really have any uh, effect. So um, I hope this helps. I know it's not the easiest answer, but uh, you're going to have to spend some time and some probably money or at least a lot of time in doing this. Let me uh, let me take a crack at it from a different point of view. Because okay. um, for, for someone sitting out in the States, like I think that's the only way. I've, I'm, I'm looking at how, do I, how can I do this myself from inside China? And so maybe this will give you sort of <laughs> some understanding of why Michael's giving you the, the yeah. answer that he did. Um, so I'm, I'm going to be launching a site that I intend to be in both English and in Chinese. And I intend to do this, this social media marketing that Michael's talking about. And I don't speak Chinese, so I don't have have a good understanding of how all these things work. Uh, Weibo is the Chinese Twitter, and it works almost the same, but it's different. You know, there's a chat interface built in and some other things built in. It takes time to get your head around how these different apps work. The most volume out here comes from WeChat, and so there's no Facebook. However, there is WeChat, which has something like a – think of it as like a dumb version of the Facebook wall, and I think it's going to become more of a Facebook wall in time. They have the ability to do a little bit like email newsletters inside WeChat, and you know it's something you need to just use to get exposed 
experience with, but it works. And I mean, I have a friend here in China who's uh, doing a, an information marketing business, and it's really inspiring to watch the views on his news on his new weekly newsletter when it gets sent out. He sends it out every Friday, and the I follow the English language newsletters and they they only get a few hundred views and WeChat includes the the view counter so I see them and I go back and check and yeah you know, there'll be some that'll get it they'll get a thousand or something like that but the average is a couple hundred whereas this guy with his Chinese language thing he's getting a hundred thousand plus views every time and it actually breaks the the WeChat counter and he, he tells me that in fact he actually gets something like a hundred and seventy thousand plus views when he sends it out so that's the kind of traffic that and that's even I would consider that just a be a start because this is a really big country. There's 1.4 billion people here and they do a hell of a lot of stuff on their mobile apps. And so I would take any sort of view count that you think and think of in Western social media and multiply it by five before you start to get more real numbers in China. But there's the problem is that you have to understand how the apps work and then you have to understand how to deal with the language barriers. And so the sort of things that I'm dealing with, with uh, trans, I've got to be able to run my site in both English and Chinese. It has to be accessible to both sides of the firewall, which is probably a separate conversation in itself of how to make sure that it can be accessible on both sides. All of the video hosting, you, can, you, you on the West, you need your videos on YouTube, but in China, you need to have them on Yoku. And so you need to have everything working on both sides. And then how do you keep the translations up to date and all this sort of stuff? It's uh, it's non-trivial stuff. That's a sort of a, a hairy problem that I'm, I'm really going deeply into because I think it's really important, but it's not something that you want to take on lightly. Yeah, so I think we can give a plug for our friend uh, Shlomo. He has a service called AppInChina.co. So he's helping Western companies list their apps in China, like localizing it and getting into the app stores. So he has a pretty standardized service that uh, you can consider. And uh, he has a few different packages of prices. So you should maybe check that out. That's that's mobile only. But actually, maybe it's also uh, a lot of think Also, Adrian, I think a lot of... Westerners still are stuck in websites, but I think we mentioned about email earlier. I think Chinese kind of have moved past websites and mo- and laptops and are just purely or heavily on mobile now. So maybe maybe pe- listeners don't need to really worry about websites too much and just focus on social media and like maybe an app or or app friendly like landing page. Yeah, well, as a website, it would have to be mobile friendly. Of that, there's no there's no there's no question on that. <laughs> yep. Well, um. I'm trying to think. I feel like, yeah, I feel like we're probably overwhelming them, but I think uh, start slowly, but try to get probably, I guess if I was to start right now in mid-2015, I would focus on WeChat, even just making a personal account and making it look like a company account. You know, you can have your logo as your company if you don't want to use your personal name and and then, uh, but still, I feel like if I was in Colorado and I didn't know anybody in China, I don't know how I would really start because i think I w- you wouldn't you'd, you'd want to get you want to make sure you have stuff that can sell and then you'd want to get a partner and, and either pay them up front or put them on a commission deal to to help market your stuff and you'd consider them as your local distribution salesperson and the way if it would be like if you're getting distribution for a product in another country like you know this is it would be the same thing and you've got to make sure that they're motivated to do it and then you know there's all the issues of dealing with the a very very different culture and 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 how business is is handled i mean you got to remember China is a developing country and so things things that can go wrong will true that's good advice so 
maybe also, I know it's a big trip, but that's how I started. I I was doing a little bit remotely. I think I was up late on Skype and Alibaba, and and uh, but I had to make a trip out here to really understand what was happening. And after that, I ended up living here. So, so uh, but maybe maybe at least try to take a trip when you get an, if you're really serious about China, at least to to get an idea. Maybe line up some meetings with some some people, or, or or try to pick a trade show event that's relevant to your industry to to come to. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's fun. I mean, everything here, it's crazy and different. I mean, where I am, it's, you know, I'm in the middle of nowhere. And so people even use, you know, squat toilets of the way here. But, you know, if you're in a, the, the major cities where Michael is, it's a pretty normal Western lifestyle and it's normal stuff. But a lot of it's just, it's just really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's just totally, everything is like, just totally different. And I still, even though it's been almost seven years for me, I still get a kick out of it. And, uh, and yeah, it doesn't get boring, that's for sure. <laughs> it does. <laughs> I guess that's the nice way of saying it, but uh it won't get boring. Okay. Well, I think I think that you know, maybe we'll have a future episodes if people have questions, we could uh we could delve into that deeper, but I hope that gave some people a basic idea of what what they need for those questions and uh you know, I think the best way is if if there's more questions that came from these answers, send them our way and uh just um just keep keep interacting with us right right adrian yeah sending questions and um the good questions you know ask whatever you want and we'll uh, we'll do our best to answer them cool cool all right and then that's a wrap so thanks adrian for coming on and uh well let's keep these going thank you for listening so there you have it our first listener questions podcast episode if you have a question that you want to leave us, go ahead and go to chinabusinesscast.com slash question and leave a voicemail. The voicemails would be better because then we could actually play your message and the show and then answer it. So it's a little bit more fun than us reading it. If you're a little bit shy, we can still accept emails or text forms. But uh, check out chinabusinesscast.com slash question and there you will find all the ways to send them to us and we will have future shows like this so please also this is a listener driven podcast we really appreciate all feedback from everyone so if you go ahead and listen in the future and send us notes and feedback we will definitely take that into account so till next time everybody enjoy your china business domination take care and this is us signing off bye-bye doing business in china is a complex world you can quickly feel alone and lost in its maze. But don't worry, China Business Cast is here for you. Sign up for our newsletter and regular updates on our website at www.chinabusinesscast.com. Thanks for tuning in.